You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Welcome to the Faith Roots Podcast. We're talking about converting primary resources. You don't just go find money. There is a resource that you convert into money. The first resource that we have available at our disposal is called a primary resource. We have four of them. All money comes from the conversion of these primary resources. So if you're wondering why we're calling it that, that's the reason behind the title. And the scripture makes it very, very clear. God doesn't give money to anybody. God gives us the power to get money. The word power there means convert. It means to uh, change. It means change form. We change the form of what we have. And the first one of these primary resources is labor. In all labor, there's profit, Proverbs 14.23. So for that reason, there is no such thing as a dead-end job. I've heard the term a lot, and and, uh, people talk about it and run down the idea of a dead-end job. Listen to me, some jobs are better than others, no doubt about it. There's some jobs that are not easy at all. Some jobs are not very pleasant. But when you are working for the Lord... When you dedicate even a dead-end job, one that you take because it was the only thing available, when you take that job and dedicate that job to the Lord, it is amazing what He'll do. I've seen so many people make the mistake of not working at all because they didn't like the jobs that were available to them. Now, you listen to me very carefully. I am a hustler. I got to where I am because I hustled. There were loads of jobs that I did that I thought were beneath me, jobs that I didn't want to do, but it was the only way at the time to get a stream of income. It wasn't all the income that I wanted, but I took it because I had to have it, and I took it and did it as unto the Lord. It was humbling But I'm telling you, God saw my willingness to humble myself, and that's how He exalts us. Listen to me carefully. You never get exalted, ever, by God, until you have first humbled yourself. For that reason, the Apostle Peter wrote, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that He may exalt you in due season. If you are not willing to humble yourself, you will not find exaltation from God. It's just that simple. And so there are times I had to bite my lip and do things I felt like were maybe a little beneath me or maybe I had greater ability to do, but I'm telling you that it paid me back. There is no thing then or no such thing as a dead-end job because all work involves interaction with other human beings No job is ever going to be perfect. If you were working just for the Lord, it would be a great job, but you don't work just for the Lord. You're working with other human beings, and other human beings have the ability to make things unpleasant. Sometimes they make things unpleasant because they have unpleasant personalities. Sometimes 
they make things unpleasant because they have inadequate abilities. That means that they make poor decisions because they're not trained or they don't have insights, and therefore they make working conditions difficult because they're things that they don't understand. We often think that it is okay to treat a job with disdain because it was not our idea of the perfect job. You don't have that right. Not if you call yourself a believer. If you are a believer, you are to do your work as if you are working for the Lord Jesus Christ. We made that very clear yesterday in our lesson, Colossians 3, 24, uh, 3 and 24. Very important. Now the Lord watches us when we are on small stages. Let me read to you what Jesus Christ said about this. Luke 16.10 and Luke 16.12. He who is faithful in what is least is faithful also in much. And he who is unjust in what is least is unjust also in much. And if you have not been faithful in what is another man's, who will give you what is your own? Faithfulness is required first in things that belong to another person. Therefore, in order to do a work for God in this day and hour, you have to do your work as unto the Lord. You've got to perform it with faith in God. Either you believe what Jesus said, what Peter said, you believe what Solomon wrote, you believe what the Apostle Paul said in Colossians 3. Either you believe the Scriptures, and they all say the same thing. Either you believe that or you don't. And when work is too good for you and you refuse to put your hand to something just because it isn't what you wanted to do, a lot of people think, I, I, I'm going to sell out if I do this. Listen, my wife and I bought a little house here in Tulsa when we first moved here. It wasn't much. It wasn't the house that we wanted. We invited some friends over who were in the same station of life as us, and we were bragging about our house and showing them how we'd fixed up this and fixed up that and how, how we were delighted to live in it. And they came right back to us and they said, this is not what we want. We're not going to settle for anything less than our dream. And they described a multi-bedroom, multi-bathroom house with all kinds of amazing features, and they said, we won't settle for anything less. Now, you know what that tells me? What would it be like if you walked up to, say, a big, big building, a palace or a big hotel, maybe it's in a downtown area, and you pull up, and the doorman opens the door of your car, and you look, and before you, they, there are a number of steps, steps that go up to this magnificent building with all these beautiful doors. What would it be if you looked at the steps and say, I don't take steps. I refuse to put my feet on this bottom step because I want to be there. I want to be there so badly that I will not put my foot here. That's the way a lot of people think. They look down on the day of small beginnings and small things. Steps are a part of God's plan and program. It's how He leads the steps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord. You may not like the bottom step, but who says you have to stay there? But understand that the step is the device that God is going to use to get you to where you need to go. And your perspective changes as you take steps. 
you will see things on step five that you didn't see on step one. And you will get nearer to the place you want to be because you were willing to take steps. Steps then work in the job market, in the job world, just like they do in the spiritual world. So God watches how we perform small and insignificant tasks. He sees that. David kept a small flock of sheep for his father. They weren't even his sheep. He kept them in a place that was completely hidden from the eyes of others. Usually the sheep were taken to rough areas, not near the house, out where the smell of the sheep would not bother the people who lived in the home. And that's what David was in charge of. He kept sheep out in a remote place. He put his life on the line for the welfare of sheep that did not even belong to him. And here we see David talking about his work history when a king told him he would not be able to fight the giant Goliath. David was intent on fighting the giant. And here's why he said he was qualified. 1 Samuel 17, 34, 35. But David said to King Saul, Your servant used to keep his father's sheep, and when a lion or a bear came out and took a lamb out of the flock, I went out after it, I struck it, I delivered the lamb from its mouth, and when it arose against me, I caught it by its beard and struck it and killed it. So God saw that David treated those sheep as if they were his own. He put his life on the line for the sheep. And what God saw that if David was such a good shepherd for sheep that didn't even belong to him, how much more could he be trusted with people who belonged to God? And that's why God promoted David to be the king over all of Israel. Many people have this way of thinking. I would do a great job if conditions were only better. But that's untrue. God knows human nature better than we do. And he knows that if we are unwilling to do a good job with seemingly small and unimportant tasks, we would do a, a poor job with the big thing. I know in the early days of my ministry, the only doors that opened up for me were in very small churches. And these are not the churches I wanted to preach in. This was not my dream but it was the only door that opened up. The pay was not good. It was not great. But I treated those jobs as if they were the biggest stages in the world. I treated the small church just like I would if it was a big church. I labored over my messages. I prayed before I preached. I treated that little church like it was the biggest church in the city. And you know what God did? God blessed me with the biggest church in the city. And for many years, we had the biggest church in our state. And God gave me a much bigger platform than I ever imagined I would have. But it all started because I was willing to treat the very, very small things as though they were very important. He requires that you handle small assignments with the same care that you would in a big assignment. And this is what you must know. Small job insight is transferable. I'm going to say that again. Small job insight is transferable. You see, a lot of people think that a small job is a complete waste of time. It's not. 
you're going to learn things on that small job. One of my first jobs was hauling hay, and it was a hard job. I worked for my car payment and for room and board. That's it. I could have made more money working in other places, but I didn't. This is where God wanted me to be. The hay field might not seem like a likely place to learn much about the kingdom of God, but I learned so much about my ministry and what I would do in later years. As I began to pastor a church that grew to a multi-million dollar budget with thousands of people, and when I had to supervise and employ hundreds of people on our full-time team, I continually looked back and I would think with fondness about those days of hay hauling. And I thought, wow, in many, many ways, what I'm in today is not so different. Some of the things that I learned in hauling hay, I'm doing those same things today. The principles that I used when I was in a place where nobody seemed to care, nobody was really watching, when I did those things, I developed habits. I developed things that 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 I needed to learn that I did not have in me when I first started. Excellence was not something that I did by nature. I had to be taught and trained and pushed into excellence. I had to be taught to finish a job, even though it was difficult, even though it might not make a lot of money. It was important that we kept our word. We never left broken hay bales in the field. If a bale busted, we would pick it up, put it on our truck, and carry it to the edge of the field and put them all in one place so that the farmer could get to those bales. We couldn't haul them down the road, obviously, but we could make it so much easier for him. And that's why we got invited back to do new jobs again and again. What I saw is if you do things right in this stage, it will eventually prepare you for the big one. And I knew that. And that's why I learned to be a self-starter and to do things with excellence, even when I had a job that wasn't very pleasant. And I got to tell you that again and again and again, the lessons I learned in that hayfield carried with me to pastoring a mega church. It's all the time I have for today, but we'll pick up here tomorrow. I hope to see you then. I want to thank you for watching our podcast today. And if you really liked it, would you please give us a little thumbs up by clicking on that sign down below? And then I would encourage you to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss any of our future podcasts because they're all going to be good. And if you would like to support us financially, either with a one-time gift or recurring gift, you can do that by clicking on the link below or going to myfaithroots.com. Thank you so much for watching this program. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.